Holly G with the Golf Insiders going live to the TPC Sawgrass, the Players Championship in Ponte Vedra. And uh, we had to bring in our top dog today, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hi, Todd. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing great. Um, well, let's uh, start off with the news. And uh, that is that uh, Rory McElroy took a quadruple bogey on number 18. He was playing the back nine first this morning. And looks like, uh, I don't know that he's finished out yet, but he's currently uh, sitting at plus six. That's a big surprise. Yeah, a bit. Um, he has been inconsistent with his swing, and he's been talking about it. I spent some time with him in regards to what his issues are with his swing. And uh, during the downswing, he's having a tendency to go over the top. Uh, and when he tries, and that, that causes, by the way, a left miss for him. And when he tries to correct it, at times, he'll stand up a bit, and that'll force a, as he calls it, a toey cut. Mm. Um, so he's got so he's got the dreaded two-way miss. When when you're at this level and you're hitting it both directions, that's yeah. tough. If you can hit it one direction poorly, then you can maybe manage that. But um, that's what Rory's dealing with. And I think a little fatigue is, is in play as well. He's played a lot of golf beginning of yes. 2021, including – uh, overseas on the European tour. Um, so, you know, maybe he just needs to check out for a couple of weeks and get ready for Augusta National because he definitely wants to win a great jacket and career, uh, complete the career Grand Slam. Well, speaking of across the pond, Sergio Garcia, along with Matthew Fitzpatrick right now, are at the top of the leaderboard at minus five. Uh, Sergio past winner. We know he likes this golf course. Yeah, he's played beautifully here uh, on the players over the years. Shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, he's super comfortable on this golf course. Uh, and, and for that matter, Matthew Fitzpatrick shouldn't be as well. He's uh, he's competed beautifully over the last three to four weeks on the PGA Tour. Uh, I think he's got top ten finishes in his last three starts, or somewhere close to that. So uh, he found a little bit of uh, synchronicity with his swing. Um got a good attitude. Of course, yeah, he's from England, but he, you know, with Northwestern, he's very acclimated here in the States. Um, and, and, you know, he's kind of on the cusp of going from a solid, good player to a great player. Um, not a power guy, but precision is his game, and he's a tremendous putter. So we'll see if this holds up. And speaking of holding up, Lee Westwood picking up <laughs> his sticks where he left off at uh, the API Sunday. Minus three, 69 today. Yeah, you know, it's so cool to watch a guy who's 47 years of age in this era of hitting at 350 yards and right? use and speed and strength. And um, just, Lee is just, he's an, he's an old dog and he's got experience, um, obviously can, can hit the ball beautifully. But I, I spent some time with Lee recently and, and we talked about attitude. Um, and he said, I am so comfortable with what I've been able to accomplish in golf. Now, he's had some some voids on his resume. He's never won a major championship. Uh, that's probably the most glaring. But I feel so comfortable with what I've, I've done in the past, and I play golf now like I don't care. And that's a, that's a beautiful way to play because you're playing with freedom at that point. Right. Um, and so – that's where he is right now, off the golf course. He's great. His fiance Helen stories on the pack with him. Which I love. Uh, yeah, Ooh. they go, they go around and, and just have a wonderful time out on the world's greatest tours. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty special. Um, 
And he's got to be just busted with confidence, Todd, after being able to go toe-to-toe, really, um, you know, with Bryson DeChambeau on Sunday. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, he was right there till the end, you know, probably if uh, he'd, he'd been able to eagle or birdie 16, might have been a different story. But uh, that had to be feel pretty good for for uh, Lee. Yeah, it was a great experience. I got to know Bryson a little better. He had nothing but glowing things to say about Bryson uh, afterwards. Um, and, you know, he sees that Bryson is the future of the game right now. It's actually the present of the game. He's doing such a – uh, he's making such a phenomenal impact. Um, yeah, and, and it's, it's refreshing for, for Lee to see stuff like that. Um, so I think Lee has a renaissance in his career right now, and I think, you know, it's going to be around for a while. Well, let's talk about Bryson. Very, uh, very emotional win for him. Um, we, we got to see his connection with Arnold Palmer, and, um, you know, I – I was really impressed with him as well. What can you tell our listeners they might not know about Bryson? You know, I think you and I have, may, have, may have discussed this after the U.S. Open. I think um, it's, it's, maybe since Tiger when he came out in the late 90s, I, I haven't seen a player obsessed with perfection as much as Bryson Shambo. December, rather. Uh, he he's constantly thinking on how to be a better player. Uh, and he wakes up at, at his home in Dallas. He makes breakfast. He'll watch a little morning news, and then it's off to the golf course. His balls on the range doesn't play. His balls for like four to five hours. Talks to his swing coach Chris Como. Has lunch. Goes back to the range. Hits more balls, and he's got you know all these electronic contraptions around from a high speed camera to launch monitors and. And he does that for a few more hours, comes back home, goes into his garage gym, works out for two hours, dinner, bed, rinse, and repeat. And that's what he does. And uh, just trying to find that extra edge. And, yeah, I, I really do think that, you know, it, it's a quest for him to find, to be perfect. And But the problem is, how does he define perfect? Um, he actually said to me this week here at the Players that he won with – his C game wow. at, Ar- at Bay Hill. And he wasn't trying to insult the rest of the golfing world. Yeah, no, I get but, it. But he just feels his, his inner expectations are so high that, you know, that he, he wants to get to that A level, as he defines it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, think, I think he just outworks so many other players here, and that's, that's the biggest difference. Yeah, pretty incredible. So, um Tell me about this strategy he had for playing 18 that was going to be going down number nine, and then uh, the tour said, well, no, we're going to take care of that. Well, Bryson hinted Sunday night after winning at Bay Hill that he might take a line on 18, the familiar par four dog leg left that has water on the left. He might go over the lake and land the ninth hole, not the fairway, but on the right side of the rough, uh, because it will give you a better angle of attack towards the green, and that green tilts towards the ninth fairway. Um, well, the PGA Tour said, no, we're not going to make that happen, because 
there are three things they want to consider. The primary thing is safety of those on the grounds, and let's not forget there are fans here. Um, secondly, the pace of play would be affected because you got to walk around that lake to get right. to the hole. Yeah. And, and, you know, other players may decide they, if they see Bryce do it that they may want to try it. And the other thing is that the hole is just not designed to be played that way. So considering all three of those things, they put – uh, internal out-of-bounds stakes left of the water on 18, so that's not an option now for Bryson or anyone in the field here. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty remarkable. And but you know what's interesting, Holly, is the fact that it, we have seen, I have seen players, and the rules officials have too, players attack golf courses differently on the PGA Tour this year because there are no fans and there are no build-outs or structures uh, on these tournaments, and so they're, they're taking some different lines, and, and these rules officials have to come in, as they did not only here, but they did so at Wildlife at the Sony Open, uh, and they did a couple other places as well. So they're, they're paying attention to, to how creative these players are and how talented they are. Yeah, I was just going to say that's creative license for sure. Right. Uh, very, uh, very interesting. Um, so speaking of the fans – uh, they are allowing 20% of the normal attendance, uh, which is about 10,000. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, close to that, yep. How, how was the experience last week at the Arnold Palmer with the fans out there? Yeah, it was good. Um, they didn't have as many as they're going to have this week. But, um, I mean, it's definitely a positive. And, and, and to be honest with you, for the players, it affects competition. Um, Justin Thomas – last year came close in several tournaments. I was on the uh, first page of the leaderboard during the final round and was not able to close the deal, which is kind of uncharacteristic of him. And I talked to him about that. I said, is this something that you're wrestling with mentally? He said, yes and no. Yes, I do need to close better and I need to work on that. But one thing I've noticed is that I'm so comfortable being on the first page of the leaderboard with the championship on the line. I, I felt like these other players who haven't had as much experience as I have in those situations would kind of slide a bit and just be not as effective down the stretch. He said, I realized that that was terrible thinking because fans add to the pressure, and those players who aren't used to being in those situations, they weren't affected by the pressure of the fans and eyeballs watching them do that, so they would continue to play better. Uh, down the stretch. So, Absolutely. And, yeah, and so that's an interesting little, you know, something to think about now that fans are, are back on the ground. So, you know, not complete at capacity, completely at capacity, but there, there's enough there to make, you know, make you think. <laughs> well, uh, somebody that I think everyone is very happy to see uh, his game coming around and getting close to firing on all cylinders, Jordan Spieth, um, what's, what's he had? Three, four top five finishes, Todd, as he's coming into the players? Yeah, he's the top tens, and I, uh, yes, it is good. It is good. he's a needle mover. Him and Bryson and obviously Tiger, they're, they're needle movers out there on the world stage. Um, and he is because he's so relatable, oh. and he's honest, and, you know, and, you know, if you, if you have a daughter, you want her, her to, to date someone like Jordan Speed. <laughs> You're uh, thinking ahead, then, right, Todd? <laughs> yeah, so, well, no. So, so it's, it's cool 
to see him get some of that confidence back. He admits he's not quite there, definitely not where he was in 2015, but he's moving in the, the right direction. So this will be this will be a big test for him this week at the players because this guy, of course, magnifies mistakes. And if you're all over the map, especially off the tee, you are not going to play well. Well, and if my listeners haven't seen this yet, you've got to Google Jordan and a young fan yesterday who proceeded to uh, recite his book report or his speech on on Jordan's bio. It was so adorable, Todd. Yeah, I saw that on social media, and that's that's the relatability I was talking about with Jordan. And Jordan stopped, wanted to hear the kid. And, you know, that little kid wants to be like Jordan. That little kid wants to be um, a guy who's not only a great golfer but a great person, a better person, to be honest with you, a better person than he is a golfer. So that that's why Jordan Speed has that mystique. Yeah, you, you, you got to look it up. It is just uh, so, so precious. And he looks right at him. He says, what do you got, buddy? So cute. Just uh, terrific. So we got a bunch of uh, – Big names going out this afternoon, Todd, John Rahm, Jordan will be teeing it up, DJ, Colin Morikawa. Uh, who do you have your eyes on this afternoon? Well, I'm interested in Colin Morikawa because he's such a great iron player, and now he's got this confidence after his victory at Bradenton at concession yes. uh, with, with a new putting grip that he says gives him more freedom. Uh, and he also got a bit of a chipping lesson from Aaron Paul Azinger uh, to help him on this Bermuda grass, these tight lies here. So him, I, I, I would keep my eye on Dustin Johnson. DJ finished <laughs> tied for 54th at uh, the concession, which is uncharacteristic, but he's been playing so well since the PJ Championship last uh, year. But he had an interesting off week last week. He went to Augusta National, back to Augusta National, played golf on Tuesday with his dad and his brother, spent the night in one of the cabins, had dinner there, and then played 18 on Wednesday as well. And the cool thing for Dustin is he got to walk around the club, the property there, wearing his green jacket. Wow. Now, if, if that doesn't put you in a positive frame of mind, after yeah. experiencing that, uh, as the reigning master champion to go back to the club and play golf with some family members. I don't know what will. So yeah, that's got to give I'm you gonna, some good mojo. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see how he's going to play today. I think he's going to play well. And, you know, something I was thinking about, um, you know, Dustin's only had this jacket for, what, about five months, Todd? That uh, You know, he might want to keep it a little longer. So it's less than that, yeah. So And, and plus, he, he, I mean, he's, you know, we're just a few weeks away from him going back to try to defend. Right. I think that's very uh, – could be could be telling. He may uh, he, he may want to keep his uh, grip on that jacket, and yeah. uh, that would be a good motivator. Um, you know who I was surprised at to see the, the leaderboard, uh, and I really – he was one of my picks. I'm so wanting him to break through. Tony Finau posted a 78. Yeah, you know, I expect Tony to play a little better. He has been playing well as of late. I mean, I think he's got three dozen or so top ten since his one and only victory in Puerto Rico back in 2016. Um, disappointing, again, if you're not 100% on, uh, your, your mistakes get magnified here. Uh, but, he, I mean, it's, it's, it seems pretty obvious that there's a middle hurdle, there's a threshold he needs to get over and – 
win again. I think if he, once he picks up that second win, it's going to be 10,000 pounds off his back. And uh, I think the floodgates will open for him. Somebody but it's not going to be this week, I don't think. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, and, and somebody who's also uh, been a longtime favorite of mine who seems to his, – his game's trending in the right direction, Keegan Bradley, uh, having a pretty good round today. Yep, he's a couple under par. He looks like he's going to have a red number today. And, again, the, the thing for Keegan, he's such a good ball striker. If he can putt the ball well, um, then he's going he's gonna to have a good week. Um, I, I feel like if he just putts the ball, you know, if he's in the top – 40 in strokes game putting, he, he's got a chance. And, yeah, you know, he's still been wrestling with a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, getting, you know, and, but uh, I, I think he is trending in a positive direction as well. Yeah, he was one that really did get impacted by the, you know, yeah. the, the ruling the, on, the, on the long putters. So is it, is it pretty windy out there? What's, what's the next few days going to look like? And uh, who's, your, who's your pick for Sunday? Well, I think today is probably the windiest day, but and that's not the, that's not the biggest issue. I, this golf course is going to firm up dramatically. Um, I feel like um, because there is no significant rain. There ain't no rain in the forecast. And if you combine that with the fact that the rough here is sticky and nasty, um, you know, hitting out of this rough on a hard, firm, fast greens, man, it'll be it'll be a really difficult test down the stretch. I'm looking for about ten under to win. Uh, and, I, and I'm going to go with what I was talking about. I think Dustin Johnson's going to have a great turn. Mm, I like that call. I like that call a lot. And, you know, we've certainly had uh, two weeks of fantastic golf in the Sunshine State and uh, looking like another great uh, week and weekend at the TPC. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel, we always appreciate your time. And uh, how can we check in with the, the Golf Channel's coverage the rest of the tournament? Well, we're on uh, noon to 7, Thursday and Friday, and then we'll have early coverage in, on Golf Out and NBC on the weekend. Of course, we get live from the players right after uh, tournament play each and every night. Fantastic. I've been sitting here uh, streaming it on my laptop, and uh, <laughs> that makes uh, working a lot more fun. Wish I was there, but uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic tournament. Todd, as always, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You got it, Holly. Take care. Bye-bye.